Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Good to have you here. My name's Marcus, and we've shuffled the pack here at the Ramble a little because Pete has gone on holiday. But don't worry, because Jim is back from Edinburgh, all in time to talk about his beloved Arsenal's 10-goal thriller. Aren't you, Jim? Yes. Yes, Uh, I am. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Oh, it's good to have my favourite one back. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah. I'm my um, favourite one as well. And a man who's also known to get battered on the weekend, it's Luke. All right. (laughs) Wasn't written, I promise. Uh, So, uh, one in, one out. Like a crap nightclub in provincial England, you might say. Mm. Um, Now, opening question comes courtesy from uh, at Lennon underscore McCartney. He tweets in saying, how would the Ramble gang console Arsene Wenger if they were Pat Rice after the 8-2 drubbing? I think I'll better let Jim go first, given it's his uh, team. Yes. Um, well, what, it's a good question, clearly, by the way. It's a very good question. Thanks Wenger's clearly going a bit Howard Hughes, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Howard Hughes. How it was, it's, it was, the Aviator was based on him. Very reclusive, uh, yeah. sort of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like went gradually mental, and I think if I was Pat Rice, I'd probably. I'd start dressing up as Cesc Fabregas <laughs> and really, really trying in training. Just really <laughs> just trying to raise my game to the level of Fabregas. You're I'm assuming still, I'm still here. That well, yeah, I am, I'm going to make that assumption, which I think is fair. Do you think he takes it beyond that level and he dresses up as all of them and just leaves the kits in different opportune places in the tree? Yeah, maybe. Runs in his Fabregas to get a ball, comes yeah. back out again as Nazareth. Yeah. Henri, like Vieira, <laughs> yeah, all the French Charlie ones, because they've got to do the accent. But, yeah. then, but when you're back as Pat Rice, you'd say, well, I just don't watch Revista de la Liga, it's rubbish now. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, do you really think that's going to win you the points, Jimbo? I don't know. We haven't had mine yet. We haven't had yours yet, go on. If I was, I, if I was Pat Rice, I would probably suggest a job swap. Because Pat Rice <laughs> was caretaker manager of us and Not- won all three games in charge. Yeah, so, 100% record. Y- take him out. Most take- successful manager in our history, in a way. Take Wenger out the firing line, get him in the shorts and the socks, mm-hmm. get him in the Pat Rice shorts and the socks, right. and get, um, and get uh, Pat Rice up there, uh, and, and he can take the job off him. I imagine yeah. if they just started pretending to be each other. <laughs> like, just, like, just didn't acknowledge it, it that they're anything strange. Mm. Uh, okay, another candidate for the points there, ladies and gentlemen. I would go for... If I was Pat Rice, I would find that now famous Arsenal fan, the one with the celebration. Yeah. You know, with the. Old, oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently he still does it in his local pub. He does, yeah. My brother saw it once. Um, <laughs> as his party piece. Do you want to explain to the listeners who he is? Yeah, he was the guy. Was it away at Old Trafford? It was when Arsenal won the league. Uh, no, they, I don't think they won the league. That was the Overmars goal. When right. it was, yeah, they did win the league, sorry, but it wasn't the Wiltord goal when they won the right, league at right. Old Trafford. It was, it was a, a very big step to winning the league that season. Mm. When Overmars scored the 1 1 0, and it, it cut to that fan with the curly dark hair, yeah. and he's, celebrating, he's going absolutely crazy. He's basically how I imagine the main character from Fever Pitch. 
Right. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. picture yeah, yeah, that yeah, there you go. being him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I'd find him and I'd bring him round, take him round to Wenger's and... I think that would comfort Wenger. So remember well, the... Get him to do the celebration every time Wenger did something successfully around the home. Yeah. <laughs> well, that as well. Successfully got through a door. No, I wouldn't do that. A bit like a guy. No, I wouldn't yeah. do it. I'd, I'd have him a chat and go, remember this guy? Remember the memories? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's good to remember that, you you know, he has done it, Wenger. He has won league titles. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been at the top. And I'd say, you know, this guy was loving it, weren't you? Have a little chat. And then go, right, but do you remember this? And he'd give it the celebration and go, right. Now let's get that again. That would stir his loins, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's won me the points. <laughs> corrupt. When he gives it's the best corrupt. answer of the three. Yeah, it's you, a good answer. It's your own answer. Well, Still, you, you it's in the pot. You can't just come back here and give him. Well, I can, and I'm doing well, it right now. He's come from Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like he's come from Japan. <laughs> he's been here five minutes. Imagine you've only been here four minutes, thirty-nine seconds. Not even five minutes. Yeah. So uh, the points are mine, Jim. But, but there will be other weeks to get. Yeah. Points. I was looking for the hall. Um, I should have tried a bit harder. Ah, uh, you, you were close. You did get a, a very honourable hat trick. But there will be other weeks uh, for points, just mm. like Arsenal. Indeed. And that leads us neatly on to uh, to North London, uh, where both teams got a hammer. We'll start with Arsenal, surely. Manchester United eight, um, Arsenal two. Hat trick for Rooney. Traore's already been offloaded to QPR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually drove him there. Yeah. Um, no, he turned up on tra- training on Monday, and, and as soon as he walked in, Wenger was just waiting there, arms folded, <laughs> and he went to speak, and Wenger just went, oh, your cab's there, and your stuff's in the boot. <laughs> okay. You're yeah, going to Loftus okay. Road. Wenger just went, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sort of pushed in towards Colin Wanker, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Did he just go, still in the prem, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Like when you've been naughty all day and your dad comes home from work and your mum just goes, sort him out. Yeah. When Warnock turned up at, at the Emirates, they just went, sort, sort him out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the, it, the game, it was like watching Irreversible. <laughs> it was just horrible. <laughs> Utterly horrible. I, I wanted to say that Manchester United impregnated Arsenal with their bastard child. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, no, it was, um, it, oh. it was just... Such a relentless pounding. They, as, as bad as Arsenal were, United looks frighteningly good. Really, they yeah. beat, they've added so much quality. Beat them up with goals. They did. The, the they thing is, them to death. But <laughs> some of those goals, though, I mean, maybe Young's first one in particular, and a couple of set pieces, they're just good goals. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You wouldn't really complain. But it with, was interesting. Free kicks in particular. Yeah, it was you interesting. Give those, if you're going to give those free kicks around, they should have the Grant, yeah, exactly. yeah. And I mean, like Young's second one, he's given a lot of time in the box. Yeah, yeah I mean, Parks was the worst for me. Yeah, it was just. Yeah. It, there's just no one there. Like, mm. it was in, it, it, Arsenal did an impression of playing football. Yeah, mm. not a very good one. No. Um, the, the funny thing was though that you know one nil Arsenal do get the penalty. Even at three one, Arshavin misses a chance. Arsenal had a couple of chances. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Arshavin's just yeah. try, just bloody yeah. try and pass. He's an absolute shadow. Fl- the, the, the only thing he's got left is his array of different funny looking expressions. Yeah. Which are anywhere, that's the only thing anywhere near. Think, is that enough? Fun. No. I don't think it is enough. Not no. for the money he's on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, the, the, it's interesting that you bring up the money because I've heard from from uh, sort of various bits and pieces around on the internet that claim to have sort of sources within, within Arsenal that um, uh, that it's the board they're, they're happy to sort of sanction a, a big money signing, but it's the wages that they don't want to pay. They don't want to yeah. sort of break the wage structure, and I've that's why you can't that. get anyone in. So I've it's, also heard that. I mean, yeah. Wenger, you know, he's not going to come out and publicly criticise the board. So it could yeah. be the case that he's taken loads of flack when his hands are sort of kind of tied, really. But, I mean, of course he's got to take some share of, of the blame. It's, the club have been so badly mismanaged over the summer. You wonder if Kronk has got anything to do with that. Well, uh, Kronk has sort of not kept his silence. He doesn't really give an, any interview at all, I don't think, does he? No. But the, the big issue for me with the Arsenal... A game at Old Trafford was that 
I think they were four one down after sixty five minutes. Yeah. So and then to lose eight two based on that, you've got twenty five minutes left. Mm. Well, you, there was a man, the man down at one point, but I think was it was like seven two at that point anyway. Mm. I don't yeah. It's, for me, you you got to look at. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I stuck up for Wenger, you know, quite last sort of feverishly yeah. last week, and and I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to jump on his back based on a sort of reactionary knee jerk yeah, sort no. of thing, but. You've got to look at the, the way they applied themselves. And, and there's got to be some pride there for the, yeah. for the players, you know. Well, the problem is, obviously, they had eight first-team players missing. Anyone's yeah. going to struggle in that sort of game, but not to that degree. You it just shows there. you how weak the squad but is. No that. team in the Premier League, even if it was a Norwich or Wigan or QPR second-string, whatever, you wouldn't predict them losing eight goals at Old no. Trafford. Absolutely because they didn't, do the, they didn't even do the basic things right. They didn't press, they didn't defend as a yeah. unit. They didn't show any pride in their Poor performance. Carl Jenkinson didn't well. give each other options as well. It was, it was maddening to watch. Yeah, absolutely right. I think and the other thing was that you know Arsenal have now said oh, we'll refund the players, the fans' money and stuff. I just think that, that leaves a bit of taste in the mouth for me because that sh- smacks of a real sense of entitlement. It's part of football. Mm. You know, the players should be offering the money back if anything, not the club. Yeah. yeah. If the players want to, it's up to them. But the club shouldn't do it. It was interesting that even Fer- Ferguson after the game was a bit. And he seemed he was quite magnanimous and he seemed a bit embarrassed. To be yeah. Honest. Which is understandable, isn't it? You know, indeed. But it is. the good thing is, at least they've got an international break now. Mm. They, they've got a chance to get a few more bodies in. Yeah, I mean, uh, the weird thing is, is whether it's the board or Wenger that needs the wake up. It looks like that's happening. You know, there's this talk of Mertesacker coming in. He might even be an Arsenal player by the time the show comes out. And mm. you know, it's Andre not Santos the, from yeah, Fenerbahce. It's not the sort of the, they've signed Park as well. It's not like sort of the massive signings people are signing out for. for uh, Mertesacker is a decent signing. Yeah, is a, a, you know, he had well an indifferent season player. last season. He did, they yeah, started but, well this season with Romero. Um, so you know, it, it may well be the kick up the arsenal that yeah. they need. <laughs> indeed, indeed, it could be. Um, Spurs got hammered as well. Though their hammering was perhaps overshadowed, quite fortunately yeah. for them. Quite fortunately for Red now. Yeah, Jeco with a haul. Yeah, great. Guy. And a perfect hat trick in there. <sighs> they looked magnificent, didn't they? City Aguero had no right to score that goal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you had to get permission. Burglary of a goal. It was a great goal. <laughs> Think about, I was talking on, on Twitter about the Dzeko's, um perfect hat-trick and a couple of tweets from so Holland the, and from Germany are saying... It's in, not the perfect hat-trick because it wasn't in the one half or Well, something. they say a perfect hat-trick where they come from is um, you've got to score in one half and it's got to be uninterrupted. What, as in... No, not left-right head, just a, just a hat-trick. It's got to be uninterrupted by one, any two, other three. goal. In the, oh, same, okay. in the same half. Yeah, well, we don't live in Germany, do we? No, that's true. But I'd like to put it out there, you know. His fourth goal is an absolute beauty, though. I mean, Dzeko, it's yeah. nice to see him answering a few of his critics. He had a bit of a funny season last season, but he's a quality yeah. player. Well, well he came uh, in January, it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, apparently it took him a while to settle at Wolfsburg as well. He wasn't particularly good in his first season there, I heard, or sort of his early mm. days there. And, um, you know, Torres being such a sort of disappointment really overshadowed Dzeko. It sort of bought him a little bit of time. And it, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe this season will be the season where we, we see the best of him. They've got a devastating forward line there. Wow, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, with regards to Spurs, Harry Redknapp said that Modric asked to be left out. Of, mm. of that game we sort of trying to use Modric as a scapegoat for all his own failings recently you I know, think a friend of mine he's Spurs season to go and he said that there was kind of a few rumours going around White Hart Lane that perhaps Redknapp had fielded a softer team or a softer midfield certainly and they did, they said that Spurs just didn't look quite right and I, I think it sounds a bit conspiracy theorist yeah, but I think yeah. he's doing it on purpose to prove in quotes to leave it he needs more players the best players at Spurs, sort of consistently, have been players that Redknapp hasn't signed. So Lennon, Dawson, Asuakoto, uh, Bale, and, and all the players that apparently need replacing are players that he signed. Yeah. Mm. No, so well, I don't understand how we can have a problem. Well, it's typical Redknapp, isn't it? Yeah. But, 
Um, apparently they're trying to sign Gary Cahill uh, Spurs now get off yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we really need him well if you get Mertesacker Arsenal aren't going to get Cahill yeah, as well are they yeah. Yeah. I they would, should. wouldn't think so yeah they, they definitely should because as we've seen um, really Spurs also sport. close to signing Scott Parker Mm. Which is yeah, that, that might be done by the time this come out comes out as well. Yeah. On the Jacko thing, though, he's great. Yeah. The most encouraging thing about his performance for me was he scored some real strikers goals. Yeah, well. the get header the especially. Yeah, get on the end of them. If, if he can, he'll get a lot of chances like that. And if he can put them away every time, they'll be they'll be on their way. Nazri would, would straight away two assists. I know. Yeah, so it's heartbreaking. <laughs> there um, you go. Now, do you think Jacko looks a bit like Roland Rat? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. A pointless point, but uh, that's what we're all about. Someone, um, someone made a great uh, point about how um, Jekka got Man of the Match and Sky asked him, uh, interviewed him and got Nazri to present him with the champagne for Man of the Match. Both Muslim, so... Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. unnecessary then. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit outdated giving professional sportsmen alcohol for, for a Man of the Match. It really is, isn't it? Didn't yeah. Gascoigne once? Gazza got Man of the Match once, but they gave him like a CD player or something. What? You'd <laughs> imagine that he'd probably got one, but then it is Gascoigne. Depends what year it was. He probably had a cassette player. If it was yeah. late 80s, he'd be like, oh, futuristic. <laughs> Get Lindisfarne on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, Manchester City could be signing Owen Hargreaves. Yeah, that's yeah. a funny one, isn't it? There's been a quite a lot. Is written. that a sarcastic signing? <laughs> <laughs> Are they that rich? I, it won't be on a free, but I know what you mean. Um, uh, Hargreaves has been a lot written about him recently. He offered to play for free yeah, at Manchester knows. United, and they said, "Look, come on, you." That's that silly. Well, that's because money. he'd be taking up a um, place in their squad, won't he? Yeah. yeah, and I think I think they also thought, come on, if you're going to get back to it, you don't want to be playing for free. Um, and so there was talk of him joining West Brom. He's certainly training very hard. He's 30 now, I think, Owen Hargreaves. Yeah. But as you know, I love the man. Get him in the squad. Yeah, I'm really just endlessly gutted for him. Yeah, just, I think he's played 10 minutes since August 2008. So it's not an awful lot. A first team football, that is. I think yeah. he's made a couple of reserve team appearances as well for United. But there's, there's big talk about him coming back and that he's going to be the player he was. And people have even mentioned possibly England, which oh, he yeah, is. But this is all like mad conjecture, isn't it? Can you no... If he gets back, well, the thing he's is, a player that England really needs, I think. Manchester City can do with Hargreaves what they've done with players more recently. Um, Vieira springs to mind. Yeah. They can, they're, a player, they're, a, they're a team with a big enough squad, but they can just, if he, if he comes off, great. You know, it's good experience in the Champions League. It's good to have him around. If we can play him, even better. If not, we'll just have him around. On yeah, pairs yeah. you play, no one loses, do they? Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a decent move for them. Yeah. Although I can imagine, I can feel a little bit um, of sympathy for Manchester United fans who maybe feel aggrieved given that they stuck United stuck by yeah. Harris all these years. Yeah. But then after all, they did release him. Well, so. they did release him and he did offer to play for them for free. Because my initial thoughts were... I don't think anyone were, would begrudge him a move to a decent-sized club. No, but my initial thoughts were it's a bit of a kick in the teeth for, for United for him to go to City. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose if they released him anyway. I know he's done. I'd have liked him gone to West Brom. He'd have got some. Well, if he can get back, he'd have got some game time there yeah. under, under Roy. Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's been. Has he not been. Um, uh, some of his recovery has been based down there as well, I think. Oh, is that I think right? he spent a bit of time in their sports site places. Mm. He'll like almost that. certainly rock up at Arsenal. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Um, uh, uh, Santa Cruz has joined Real Betis for a season's loan. Yeah. Happy all round, I think. Yeah. Well, he's not going to get near the team, is he? No, yeah. Right. Shame to see his beautiful face leave these shores, though. Mm. Uh, speaking of beautiful people, Charlie Adams scored uh, his first for Liverpool, as did Jordan Henderson. Lovely goals, a pair yeah, of them. Yeah, they were. Looking in great form. Adams was really, really classy finish. Yeah, he, he, it, he's just playing the Gerard role, isn't he? Just to sort of. Well, that's interesting. They, they look like they don't need him to come back yeah, there. I say something obvious. I don't think they do at all. I, don't no. think they, I didn't miss him towards the end. Would of he just? Season. Would he disrupt that side? 
probably well, he'd would, probably yeah. just replace Adam. Or maybe stick him right back. He's pretty <laughs> yeah. handy there. He probably would be good there. He is good there. Yeah, but what? What? Um, don't forget they've got other midfielders as well who aren't even playing, like Rodriguez and Morelos and yeah. all those guys. I, mean, I think Chelsea put a, apparently put a bid in for Morelos this week. Yeah, um, I heard that. They did. It was rejected. Uh, Joe Cole looking like he may go to Lille for a season yeah, long. Great, wouldn't it? Interesting stuff. An Englishman abroad. Yeah. He's got Champions League experience. Yeah. Lille are losing players, aren't they? Yeah, it's that's not right as you. Center. The other thing Marcus pointed out, which is a decent point, is that Lille's right. only ninety minutes from London, so it's not that far away from him anyway. Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? There you go. Uh, Chelsea three, Norwich one. Chelsea um, showing that Stamford Bridge is a real fortress this season. Yeah. I thought they were a bit lucky. <laughs> well, they were. Yeah. That's yeah, the... They look so dodgy at the back. They do. Terry in particular. I mean, West Brom nearly beat them. Drunk. Yeah, yeah, he does. That bit he did where um, he he sort of ran back towards Hilario, and then the ball sort of spilled. Out. He just he just fell on the ball. Yeah, like it was a hand grenade, and he was trying to show <laughs> he's a big man, like to save, save his troops. But <laughs> surely obstruction. Yeah, oh, it looked like it, but it was a foul anyway, wasn't yeah. it? But you, um, and you see big Grant Holt get on the yeah. score sheet. Good lad. Oh, Good to excellent. See. Yeah, it's classic. It does, it, it English, yeah, like seventies forward. Yeah. It puts your face back in the Premier League when you see a man like that scoring in it. Yeah, yeah it's good think, goals. Yeah. I'm really quick thinking. Drogba, Drogba's dive as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, just get up, Drogba. Come on, <laughs> running off this now. He was actually knocked out in he, mid air. Yeah, it's quite it was, shocking God, to see. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, Matter obviously scored his first. Um, Romelu Lukaku. Um, has uh, Chelsea now Stoke were trying to get him on loan but they they can't do that in the rules if you sign a player in the same window and then you can't just loan him straight out I don't think you can do that in Italy they used to do that in Italy quite a lot this is in Italy I keep telling you I keep telling you but um, he's come out and said that uh, now that I've fulfilled a dream by joining Chelsea my final one is to have my brother join me one day. Don't push your life. He's exactly. <laughs> angling for a removal. How old is his brother? brother? I don't know. He's, he's 18, isn't he? Do you like? want your sister in the team? Yeah. Well. <laughs> his brother's probably about 12. Now, I don't know how old his brother is, but it seems a bit, uh, bit of a bit of luck pushing there, if you ask me. Yeah. Andres Vias Boas. Um, sorry, Vias Boas. Yeah. He has a lady on the bench, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, that's the physio, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that right? It's just nice to see. Mm. Yeah, well done. Andre wouldn't happen in Andy Gray's day would it no uh, well imagine them talking about what does she yeah. know about physio yeah. treatment yeah hey? she could give me some physio yeah. treatment oh what is it a groin strain you're massaging <laughs> that's what I'd be like yeah. come on yeah is what I've got to say there uh, Blackburn 0 Everton 1 2 missed pens for Rovers mm, both dives as well yeah it's really really oh, shoddy play well a, a wise man once said it you know our penalties getting harder to score well if you've got a keeper wearing camouflage goalkeeping kit exactly it yeah. confuses the striker yeah he thought that's easy he I'll couldn't see himself it. Jim you know where he was <laughs> Tiho yeah. that was a good, good save though yeah. gloves and a head you can't, you can't take his um, goalkeeper jersey for half time in the change room he won't be able to find it again <laughs> oh hey dear oh dear right let's go down to the championship shall we damn it all uh, Brighton going magnificently in first place beating Peterborough 2-0 would you like to see Brighton straight up Oh, back to back we've got big Gus Poyer wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it just the thing is I don't really have any feelings either way about Brighton they're not really rivals to Portsmouth because it's Southampton but if they carry on like this I'm going to start hating them I saw a headline while I was away which was on the Sky Sports News um, football app um, which just said Poyer hail seagulls <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Imagine yeah. doing like massing an army in the middle of the night on his roof with his top off, <laughs> <laughs> like shooting stars. Like they call it down from above, covered in their feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, screaming. A mixture between that and the, and the end of Predator, where Schwarzenegger is covered in mud. He's, called, he's covered in seagull guano, calling them down. Soon. <laughs> uh, it's an image that will stay with us forever, no doubt. Um, Forest one, West Ham four. Mm. 
Steve Forest McLaren. Not going well, are no. They? Well, Pete's already jinxed them. Yeah, he said at the beginning that he wanted them to do well. Yeah, so that won't happen. Um, uh, West Ham, Rob Green's pulled out of the England squad, but uh, Derby keeper Frank Fielding uh, has been called up. Frank Fielding, great name. He didn't even mm. play that well at the weekend, though, Frank Fielding. It's a great name. It is a great yes. name. He was at fault for, for, I think, for a Burnley goal at the weekend. One of the best things about the Championship this weekend. Can't who equalise him for Portsmouth? Oh, now you're talking. The slowest <laughs> diving header of all time. It's like a tree falling. <laughs> oh, he, he timed it perfectly. He got them a point, a handy point at home to Cardiff. He loved Scoring it's it's interesting that you say that. Maybe time is just slower for Kanu. Yeah, that might would be. explain a lot. Yeah, yeah, it would actually. Yeah, that's a brilliant point, Jimbo. Mm. One of the highlights of um, the weekend for me in the championship was Leicester versus Southampton, and Adam Lallana got the ball down the left hand side mm. and turned John Pansil. Uh, to such an extent he fell over like he did a lap of honour in his own brain <laughs> he was going one way than the other and he twisted and twisted and just <laughs> fell on the floor Pants are going to do what he wants yeah he can now then straight to Scotland the big derby the big Edinburgh derby was won I'm going back immediately by what? the magnificent Gorky boys James I actually, yeah that game was happening at the same time as the, uh, as yeah. the Man United Arsenal game so I was watching them simultaneously so there was just a lot of anger in the air that's sort of because of the derby just butch Scottish men just bumping into <laughs> each other why do I get the feeling the last 20 minutes have just been building up towards you talking about this you should just put at the top of the Hearts show title push the Hearts beat the Hibs 2-0 and the title push is right back on track they, they you know coughed and splattered a bit in the first right, couple I'm of taking that is you doing it again that is, that is you that is you predicting Hearts to have a title push hmm. right there well I predicted them to win the Europa League and nobody mentioned anything last week <laughs> <laughs> I said they'd win a league I didn't say which league they got whooped 5 nothing. <laughs> to be fair clean sheet at White Hart Lane Man City couldn't do it now um, uh, the Champions League draw mm. now how about this eh Man City in Group A, Bayern Munich, Villarreal and Napoli. That is going to be a fun group to watch. Tasty, James, oh, I'm sure tasty. I'm sure I saw a newspaper say that they've had like an easy draw. It's a really it's hard really, group. Is that the really sun? difficult, yeah. yeah. I think one of the biggest things about Manchester City in the Champions League will be how, how Mancini does, because he's obviously was pretty much pushed out the door at Inter for not being able to perform in Europe. He's obviously got great songs at his disposal. Mm. But Mourinho went on and won the Champions League with a squad sort of based on Mancini's squad. And he couldn't do it. I mean, I know, I know Mourinho added like Eto and Schneider and Melito, some good players, you yeah. know. And then won it. <laughs> yeah, but Mancini's not really done it in Europe, has he, as a manager? No. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah, yeah very, very true. true. What about Arsenal's group, Jim? Are you happy with that? Borussia um, Dortmund, Marseille, Olympiacos. Tricky. That's quite a tough group I think that's well. tough. Yeah, I think Dortmund in, in particular, so Marseille, no slouch as well. They're a very pragmatic team as well. They're going to be tough to break down. Yeah. Um, which Arsenal, you know, in recent seasons have struggled with. And we're, you know, a far more weakened side now unless some sort of miracle signings happen. I don't so, think yeah. Arsenal. I don't think. I don't think Arsenal are gonna. I don't think they're gonna go through. I they, do. I unless think they, they strengthen severely. Mm. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's tough to say. Who's going to go through in Group H out of Milan, Barcelona, <laughs> Barte Borisov, or FC Victoria Pletsen? Vicky's going in. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's such a shame because it's the tie of the round for me, Milan versus Barcelona, but yeah. it means a bit less because you know those teams are going through, but Zlatan off against Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can play. You know he'll get injured before the, the Camp Nou game. Oh, he won't fancy it. No, really. reckon? No. No. He'll want to do them at the San Siro, but I don't reckon he'll play at the, at the Camp Nou. And he'll really hammer up at the San Siro as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Interesting. That and he'll score. Yeah. Interesting that Leon and Real Madrid have drawn each other again. Again? That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't they it? love each other, though. So, and mm. Madrid and uh, Ajax as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, right then, let's move on to the even bigger one the Europa League draw. Shamrock Rovers! <sighs> what a brilliant story. Dreams great, isn't it? come true, ladies and gentlemen. Um, defeating Partizan Belgrade. What a strike! Yeah, I know. What a strike! That is that's goal of the season. Dreams right there. 
Dream volley stuff. from about what 30 35 yards I'd say yeah probably yeah nearer 35 I'd say yeah into the corner yeah beautiful against um, partisan who aren't a bad team yeah right? away I know incredible scenes um, so uh, it's the first time an Irish team have got into the um, first round proper yeah, of, yeah. Of they've the got team. Spurs haven't they as well they're in with Spurs Ruben Kazan and Salonika I think Stoke have got a really hard draw. Well, they're away to Tel Aviv. Well, sorry, they're, they're going to have to go to Tel Aviv, Kiev, and Besiktas. It's all long, uh, difficult, really difficult. Tough, yeah, EasyJet will do well out of them. Yeah. Uh, and Birmingham in with Braga, Bruges, and Maribor. It's funny to think Birmingham, you know, Championship yeah. side, but they're right in there. Maribor um, knocked out Rangers, of course. They did indeed. Mm. Um, they did indeed. So yeah, uh, Europa League. We'll look forward to seeing how that unfolds. Now, uh, La Liga is underway, and would you believe it? Barcelona a second. Only on goal difference to Real Madrid. Barcelona won 5 0, but of course, Real Madrid won 6 0. Fabregas and Sanchez amongst the scorers for Barcelona. Yeah. That's terrifying, isn't yeah. it? That they're immediately <laughs> just sort of. And Real are in the champion, are in City's group in the Champions and League. And Barcelona only played with one recognised defender as well. They yeah. played three at the back Abadal, uh, Busquets, and Mascherano. And Villarreal were absolutely a point. I, I would stick my neck out and say, I know it was against Barcelona and I know it was at the new Camp, but that was the worst I've ever seen Villarreal play. They were terrible. Their tactics were awful. They didn't get anywhere near any of the players. They were all over the place. Mm. It doesn't bode well, does it? And I'll tell you what, Diego Lopez actually made some good saves as well. It could have been a lot worse for them. Flipping. In, in a similar way that Freedom made a lot of good saves for Spurs against City, could have been a lot worse for them. Barcelona were absolutely rampant. Do you think? Do you think Barca could become the first team to sort of retain the Champions League in its format? Well, that is an interesting point, isn't it? I was thinking about that. I, I kind of, you know, we love Barcelona the way they play, but I kind of hope not. I quite like it how nobody's. I quite like yeah. it how nobody's ever defended it. But who I would you fancy? If there's any team that's going to do it, though, it would be this one. You, oh, you yeah. think? I mean, if, if Sanchez and Fabregas continue to sort of. Uh, I don't know though. I think if they drew, I think if they drew Madrid. Who do, you, who do you fancy? So you're saying Madrid could I do it? I think Madrid or Manchester United. Yeah, I think Manchester United have definitely improved, but then so yeah, have Barcelona, yeah. haven't they? Exactly, yeah, that's the... Yeah. It's a tough one. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. Oh, can we not? Can uh, we not? <laughs> <laughs> um, staying in Spain briefly, uh, Diego Forlan, he's moved to Winter. Mm. That's a great yeah. move for them. What a replacement for Eto, that yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. Who scored his first goal for Anchi, by the way. He did. It's a, yeah. But that's a great sign for, for Inter. Yeah, I think he'll do well there as well. Mm. Yeah. He's 32. Hmm. Going to Windsor, so good luck to the beauty, the blonde beauty. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but Serie A is still on strike, though. The season will start on the weekend of the 10th of September, which one would think is the big issue in Italy at the moment. But Renzo Ulivieri, the head of the uh, Italian Coaches Association, got there in the end, uh, is angry that the players' strike has taken away the focus from what he described as a real problem going on in Italy. And this is where the Amateur League has proposed that the, the teams in its top two leagues, the top two Amateur Leagues, shouldn't have to be trained by persons with a coaching licence. So uh, Ulivieri has chained himself to the Italian Football Federation's headquarters in protest. Presumably still there, I don't know. Imagine it, that's crazy. What, what, a, what a predictably passionate response. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, I bet yeah, there's some gesticulating going on even now. Yeah. But, it's, but it's not good though. I know Tribzo is only amateur league, but still... You've got to have a coaching badge, surely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Yeah, so, I, I, it's a I worthy protest. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Cha- I, who would chain themselves to the FA headquarters? I was thinking about, imagine like, Trevor Brooken doing that or something. Yeah. Brooken no, no. wouldn't do that. Keegan? Yeah. Keegan would. Keegan, Keegan would, would wake up chained to it. With his top off. Yeah. yeah. With no recollection of what had gone on before him. We and it would just be a really... Just a really unfortunate series of events that would have led him to get in there. It would have just been a string of accidents. And he'd have grazers on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, poor old Keggy. I'm only standing in for Gordon Strachan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Let have him punched twice. <laughs> oh, Kev. There has been some uh, signings to speak of, though. Uh, Alberto Aquilani has joined Milan on a season-long loan from Liverpool. I'm disappointed with that. I think he's yeah. a good player. I'd I like really, to see really him stick like it Aquilani. out. I don't think he would fit into the current Liverpool side, though. Give him a chance. Well, no. He's gone on loan. All right. Um, to one might say a better team. He, he looks like a little Disney character. He does like a one of the seven dwarfs. Yeah, he does a bit. Yeah. And, and, and isn't Flamini injured? Well, I think mm. Flamini's got a long-term one. He's out for maybe five months with a knee Ooh. injury. So it's a good move for Milan getting him yeah. in to, he's to recover. A bit, he's a bit more attack-minded, isn't he, at Kalani, but still. Yeah. Um, another um, another signing out yeah. of Italy is um, that Newcastle, I think, have signed David Santon. Oh, have they? Um, From Inter? Yeah, who was sort of highly... He was, I was speaking to James Horncastle about this, um, oh, yeah. Italian football expert c- compared to me anyway yeah. and uh, and he was saying Santon was touted as yeah Santon was touted as like Inter's Maldini for a bit but he apparently had a bit of a shocker in a game and, and the, the, the reports from the newspapers and the journalists around at the time yeah. said that Mourinho completely ruined him like, oh, shattered right. his confidence mm. he was never the same player again and then they got a really bad knee injury oh what a shame um, so, but hopefully he can find some form again for Newcastle because on his day I've seen him play and he's got a few cats Ritterly as well and I've seen him play on his day he's decent so it could be a good signing for Newcastle that Hmm. Well, we'll, uh, they, they've got the makings of a good exciting side if they can get players like um, Ben Arthur fit as well mm. I think they'll have a good young bunch of players there mm. they'll, they'll mess it up though um, <laughs> uh, Goran Pandev has joined Napoli from Inter on a, on a season's long loan do you think you could take him in a fight Def- I don't think all of us could <laughs> and our no. mates I'd be frozen with fear to help he is hard Jimbo mm. His name sounds hard. Yeah. Goran Pandev. Pandev. He just sounds like a UFC fighter. Yeah, but it yeah. sounds like you could use it as a verb. He got Pandev'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like um, you saying that um, Heskey being like a derogatory sort of slang term. Yeah. Like those trainers are well Heskey. Mm. You got Pandev'd right in the face there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, down south at Bari, defender Salvatore Maziello has been transfer listed. Um, this is because he threw a plate of food at one of his teammates. It's a Casano. He's done a Casano. Yeah. Well, but the plate, it, it missed the original target. Oh, right. It hit another teammate who needed nearly 50 stitches. I've been panned after that. God, man. 50. Goodness He's gracious. That is that's on, oh, blood. God. Blood has Ugh. been drawn. On your head. That's horrible, isn't it? Blood um, and food all over your head. Yeah. So, yeah, Maziello. In your head. Maziello, he's not, he's not doing too well. Um, when he commented on this, he just said, I'm experiencing difficult days. <laughs> Not as much as a bloke who's got a plate yeah, full of right. food. <laughs> I hope it wasn't, like, if it was salt and vinegar like on it as well, that'd be uh, awful. It'd really sting. Oh dear, oh dear. I'm experiencing difficult days. <laughs> like, imagine like an English people are saying that. Imagine Joey Barton saying that. It's not much of an apology, is it? No, Joey Barton would say, one is experiencing difficult days. <laughs> Barton quotes like the Dalai Lama oh, and all these yeah. people. It's, it's, it's almost like he's doing it at random. Isn't it just uh, right to Germany for something a little bit more sensible? Mad Jens has been trying to sue Werder Bremen goalkeeper with Tim Weiss after he said uh, Jens should be on The Muppet Show. Yeah. Um, uh, Jens tried to claim €20,000 in damages, uh, but the judge dismissed it. Um, Doesn't need the money. It's not no, that much money. Really, against it's it's yeah. clearly it's a point of principle, which yeah. is ludicrous. Well, I I love that, even though he's retired, he still pops up oh, yeah. all the time. But this was this. Um, I think it, uh, Vice made the, uh, the jibe when he was commentating on TV for the Champions League game in mm. September 2010. So Lehman would have been at Stuttgart then. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. um, the Werder manager Klaus Alofs just simply said, "I cannot comprehend how this reached court." <laughs> <laughs> It's probably Yenji's own court. Yeah, so he's got it <laughs> yeah. around his house. He's got it all built up. He's borrowed a FIFA court <laughs> off, of, off oh, of set. Yeah, this must have been FIFA court stuff. Using the Muppets for the jury. <laughs> <laughs> what, Statler and Wardle? Yeah. 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 
Um, also, elsewhere in Germany, Karl-Heinz Rubenegger. Careful how you say that. Uh, yeah, current CEO at Bayern Munich, Karl-Heinz Rubenegger. Legendary player. Mm. Strikes fear just to say the name. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, we, they've got some, they do some great line, like fear-striking players. When, yeah. when we were watching the uh, Champions League draw, oh, yeah. they brought out Paul Breitner. <laughs> he could level you with a glance. Mm. Yeah. He's so tough. Yeah. yeah, and this Gerd Muller, his legs, unbelievable. Muller, yeah. um, even, even his yeah. name, it's like to Muller. Yeah. I yeah. hope that's where the slang comes from. <laughs> oh, he's Mullered that. <laughs> his nickname was the Bomber. <sighs> you know. But even like Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine him just snapping at you? Lothar Mateus came out as well. I got him out. I, t- I said on Mateus Twitter. Mateus is less scary, but you still wouldn't mess. But I said, I said on Twitter at the time about Lothar Mateus, I would trade 10 players of anyone's choice from the England squad for one 21 year old Lothar Mateus. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> but 11. Yeah. The first 11. Yeah, <laughs> the whole team. I, I tell you what, our England team against Lothar Mataj in his prime, 1990, when I think he won European Player of the Year or something. We'd nick a draw. On his own, we'd, get, we'd be happy with a draw. One all. Get out of there with an away goal. <laughs> One all, and England missed pen. Can you imagine, like, and, and the Paul Brighter thing, can you imagine Paul Brighter saying, oh, sorry, I had a rubbish tournament, I was a bit tired after the season. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. No. Yes, I've scored goals in two World Cup finals. <laughs> Who's asking? You know? <laughs> Yeah, and Rubenig is one of them, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. He fits in there. Well, and that that kind of sets the scene quite nicely because the former West German international Rubenig played in two finals, I think eighty two and eighty six. Definitely played in eighty six. Might have even scored in eighty six. Um, he said that Set Blatter. This is big talk. Yeah. I mean, this, is, this is this is what we want. This is not Gary Cook saying this. This is not Gary yeah. Cook or Gary Neville saying this. This is big stuff. He said Set Blatter needs to take responsibility for all the nonsense going on at FIFA or risk a revolution. It would be a really efficient revolution as it well. Would. It'd be straight in there. They yeah. planned it perfectly. Well, yeah. th- th- now, he's name dropping here. He says the FIFA president needs to take responsibility for what's happening in his shop. I like that. Mm. Uh, Hos- it's not a shop, it's a FIFA house. <laughs> it's a FIFA shop. Uh, Hosni uh, Mubarak, the ousted Egyptian president, did not imagine a year ago that he would be chased out of office. It's huge talk. It's a veiled threat. It's yeah. a like, brilliant If you don't sort threat. it out, I am going to find you. I'll tell you what, you, you know what Sepp's going to say in response? What's that? Well, you've mentioned uh, the Egyptian president there. That is government interfering with football. You're banned. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if Sepp banned Germany from international football, yeah. the Ger- that, you know, the bomber... They'd All them brighten it, they'd march up. In- the English FA would be loving it. The English FA would We've be... We've got a chance of getting to a semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen, though? The Germans would go in. They'd yeah. pile up to the FIFA house, and the FA would be sort of creeping behind them, going, yeah, 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 go on, Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Hit him, hit him. <laughs> uh, and I'd be a part of it. <laughs> right, uh, that's Germany done for this week. Turkey. Oh, seldom do we go to Turkey, but uh, we need to, because Fenerbahce have asked... To be relegated from Turkey's top flight. It's an interesting tactic. Yeah, it is a strange one, isn't is it? Is that what Arsenal have done, but in like a different <laughs> way? <laughs> well, this is um, because they were pulled out of the Champions League by the Turkish Football Federation amid uh, match fixing allegations. Now, they won the league last season for Nabachi, but they were taken out of the Champions League and they were replaced by runners up, Trabs on the Sport, because UEFA have a zero tolerance policy on match fixing. Mm. You shouldn't even need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we've got a zero tolerance policy on match fixing. <laughs> it's match fixing. Yeah. Obviously, you have. You know. How much? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have levels, shouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> they probably do. Um, yet, more than 30 players and officials have been put in jail pending trial. Um, from Fernabacho 
which uh, is, is quite something. So uh, now, but the thing is, under the league rules, if um, the Turkish Football Federation relegated Fenerbahce, the punishment would not happen until next season, and the club's appeal to be relegated is probably attempt on them just to try and draw a line under yeah, the fair. All right, yeah, we'll just be right. relegated. Shut up, let's get on with it. That's, that's a bit dodgy, God. Yeah. So uh, um, that sounds like the behaviour of a bunch of match fixers. <laughs> that's what I'd be thinking. So the Turkish Federation They're hasn't fixed their punishment. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Stop well, yeah. it. Yeah. But with regards to being taken out of the Champions League. Fernabash are considering appealing the decision in amongst all this. You uh, chose it! <laughs> no, they're appealing getting that like Champions League. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like when um, Pablo Escobar said, Oh, you're right, yeah, I'll give myself up, but I'm building my own prison. And I'm, yeah. and I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, elsewhere, uh, or staying with Fernabash actually, um, the club have sold Uruguayan captain Diego Lugano to Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. I love Lugano. Yeah, he's Captain Marvelous to yeah. me. He's handsome, he looks reliable, he is reliable, solid, good hair. What more do you want in a captain? He looks like he, sort there's of, nothing more. He exactly. looks like sort of like that when he's not playing football games, he's just consistently rescuing people from burning buildings. Damn mm. right! Yeah, that's all he does. Yeah. yeah, from one building to the next. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, off to the Middle East. Uh, Iraq uh, Zico has become the Iraqi national team manager he'll be in charge for their 2014 World Cup qualifying campaign he's only signed a one year contract probably just to see how it goes and maybe how he fits in there whatever he loves he loves managing though yeah he does yeah. Yeah, yeah so interesting to see what he can do there elsewhere in the Middle East we go to Dubai Maradona's Al Wazel won their first match 3-1 it was only a friendly but it's begun. Yeah, he's there. He's all I'm saying. He's finally turned up. Yeah. Three months on. <laughs> they're loving it, apparently. So they've signed, uh, I think, three Argentinians. Of course they're loving it. The three amigos, I think, they've been dubbed Pro- or something. Probably three players that he inexplicably put in the World Cup squad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Maradona's off and running. So hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be able to report more from there when it happens mm. and look forward to some lols from, from, from Diego Corner. El Diego. I believe it's time for emails. Thank you for, uh, for your email, lady. Yes, it is. It is time for emails. The jingle's been sounded, and Luke's got the first one. Uh, yeah, this is from Ollie Knox. He says, good day, Ramblers. Good day. Um, I want to tell you the story of the day I met Mark Hughes by accident and took it upon myself to try and gain a professional contract under him. Ooh, good blagging. It was or the attempt e- at well, you, you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> it was the Easter of 2010, and Mark Hughes had recently been let go by Manchester City. I was snowboarding in Banff, Canada. And who should appear at breakfast one morning? Mr. Hughes and his tasty, in quotes, wife. Ollie's words, not mine if you're listening, Mark. And his two daughters, clearly on a skiing holiday. Tasty? Uh, He he doesn't say. (laughs) Let's assume yes. I was a touch hungover and couldn't pluck up the courage to go and speak to Mark while he was dressed in full ski gear, so instead took a crafty photo on my phone whilst pretending to yawn. I couldn't imagine Mark using ski gear. No, I can't actually. I think he'd look a bit 80s. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Well, anyone would look 80s in he'd ski still have a, But he's he got the curly barnet as well. He'd still yeah. have a bit of a scowl on his face. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't take any shit even no, in no, ski no, gear. No. You know. Despite being in the same hotel, I didn't see him until the day I was with my family about to check out to go home. I was uh, stood waiting for the airport bus outside the lobby when I saw him come strolling toward the door. I realised that this could be my only chance to ally myself with Mark and gain a professional football contract. Read on. My heart was racing. Oh. And it struck me that I was chewing some gum at the time. I envisioned myself spitting out the gum, bouncing it on my knees and doing <laughs> a few keep-ups before volleying it back into my mouth, Zlatan style. That would get the contract. At which point Mark would rush up to me with £50,000 a week. At least. And vending machine privileges. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, nothing remotely similar happened. I spat the chewing gum out of my mouth and with an almighty horrific touch, I shinned it across the pavement <laughs> under a passing car. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark walked by without even giving me a look, and I knew at that point my career as a footballer was over. Mm. I must repeat, though, his wife was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Knox. Cheers for that, Ollie. Thanks, Ollie. I oh, think yeah. your football career was over before that, if you don't mind yeah. me saying. Well, no, but it's nice to know. He knows definitively now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once broke my toe when I went to kick a bottle cap on the floor and you I missed then, it and hit the floor. Yeah, that, what, was, it in front, was it in front of a football manager? It wasn't, but still. It so was a, it was wasted anyway? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it'd be okay if it was in front of a manager and then he went, oh, if you hadn't oh. just broken your toe, I probably would have signed yeah, you up. Yeah, and that almost certainly would have happened. Yeah. Given, it, if, he, if a manager could have come up and given you like an instant medical, which you would have failed, yeah. and that would have been it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think so, Ollie Knox. pain, Ollie Knox, he's obviously. Mark Hughes has kind of given him a bit of closure there. He yeah, knows exactly, that he's, yeah. he's affirmed his decision. He can move on. Well, we're affirming your decision now, Jimbo, in case there was any yeah. doubt. I think retirement was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Good man. Any more emails? Hey, Ramblers. Hello. Since you asked about ex footballers who are now teachers, I do not remember this. I presume yeah, you've been. Away, been yeah, well, I presume you weren't doing shows. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got one for you. Uh, oh. This is from Florian. Um, I've got one for you who's actually not a PE teacher. It's an example from Germany, though. Uh, Dieter Frey, a German champion with Bayern in 1994, UEFA Cup winner with, with Bayern in 96, German Cup winner with Bremen in 99, and former captain of my team, Nuremberg, now teaches mathematics and economics got at a high school in, it looks like, Firth. Germany. Uh, He's a perfect human. Mm. Yeah. I actually went to university with him for a time. Nice bloke, really down to earth. Greetings from Germany, Florian. Thank you. Oh, that's good. That's top stuff. We've had, we've had uh, ex-footballers being teachers every... Unlikely, yeah, every very week. strange. You would never get an English player who's won league, Anything. top leagues <laughs> and, and European trophies. And then be a math teacher. Yeah. I hope it's a bit like Dangerous Minds. Yeah. You know, and he, and he's, he's shaping young minds. I reckon he is. I think, he, I think he's taking minds and moulding them. Mm. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. And this man once said this. A jockey doesn't have to have been a horse. It's a Rigo Saki. It is. it is indeed. A oh, it's overdue. It is yeah. overdue, Jimbo. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You've only got ten more minutes or so to wait. And they'll be in. <laughs> um, the former Presuming he doesn't mess something up between now and then, which we'll hear about. <laughs> yeah. It's unlikely. The former Italian football coach and shoemaker. Lest yep. we forget. He was born on the 1st of April, 1946. 21 years before the summer of love. Mm. Damn right. Um, I mean, this man has quite some story. Um, he he was never a professional footballer. No. Um, he played a little bit for local sides before realising that that was not his destiny. Slash, he wasn't good enough. <laughs> um, and he wanted to be a shoemaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Which is interesting because he, you know, he, he wasn't ever a giant foot at any point. No, uh, but you don't have to have been a giant foot <laughs> to, make uh, shoe. to, to make shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the managerial game, um, I suppose, was certainly his bag, and he, he soon set about the task of reaching the top of said game. Uh, he grew up admiring the total football um, of the Dutch side in the seventies, and of course, under the great influence of uh, Renus Mikkels, yep. the uh, the wonderful Dutch coach. Back in the day, uh, Saki did play for um, a local amateur side, but he was, as I say, never quite good enough. And in 1972, he started coaching uh, another local side, uh, Baraka Lugo, at the tender age of 26. Um, and he'd been famously a shoe salesman before trying his hand at football management. Now, he said that when he turned up there, you know, still, I mean, there was still a decent standard when he was um, managing Lugo because, you know, it's still amateur football in Italy, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not rubbish. And he said there was a, a few problems. Kind of, he, he said, I was 26, but my goalkeeper was 39, my centre forward was 32. They didn't want to listen to him, you know, yeah. and so he had to win them over. I've often wondered how much of an impressive individual you've got to be to have not played football. At any level, and yeah. still command respect of 
like the mm. very high elite players like Mourinho yeah. does and like Vs Boas. Well, that's right. Stuff, yeah. You know, mm. Sven. <laughs> Sven, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saki early on, he loved system-based teams, not teams that were all about individuals. Mm. He loved the attacking style of play, which was very different um, to the defensive mentality in his native Italy. Now, he left um, his uh, team, uh, Baraka Lugo, to be youth coach of Cesena, who were in Serie B at the time. And then he took a professional job at Rimini in, in Serie C1 in 1982, guided them to fourth. Uh, and then he took over as uh, a youth academy boss at Fiorentina. That was his big break. So he, he moved pretty quickly, mm. um, it has to be said. Uh, so like uh, Exactly. Like <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, went through the ranks quickly. Now this is when he started to turn Serie A heads when he was at Fiorentina. He did some splendid work there, and as a result, got a job offer from Parma. In, they weren't in, in, in Serie A. Were they? they weren't. They were in uh, Serie C one hmm. when he took over. But this is where it really began for Saki. He got them promoted in his first season, and in, the, in uh, the, their first season back in Serie B, his second season with them, they finished seventh. Not far off um, promotion, I might add. Uh, and they were playing some really good football. And as I said earlier, turning heads. Now, and it was in this season that he recorded his first famous victory. They beat Milan 1-0 at the San Siro and 1-0 in Parma in the early rounds of the Coppa Italia. And people were like, hang on a minute. And Berlusconi's ears pricked up. Mm. Well, Berlusconi got him. Yeah, they, they hired him. He thought, this is a talented young man. We'll, we'll, we'll have him on here. So um, he went to Milan. Uh, and became, I think it's fair to say, one of the most influential coaches of his generation. Mm. He was uh, scorned by the media when he arrived there, as he was deemed unworthy uh, at such a position. But they used uh, to call must have had to fight against that every yeah. single yeah. Day not a, not for a player. So long. Yeah, not a player, and hadn't really managed any top mm. side. Apparently, because um, he used to, he rocked up uh, one or two press conferences at me, and not many people knew too much about him. So the press, because he had this bald head, yeah. and he used to wear these mirrored sunglasses. They used mm. to call him the alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kojak would have been better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he uh, set about building a fantastic team there, which is still highly regarded to this day. Still talks about as one of the greatest sides in Italian well, and rightly league so, history. One of the greatest club sides of all time. Yeah, they're, getting, they're getting a bit on, getting on a bit. Yeah, now, yeah. About that team. I think they're. Yeah. Um, they still, still beat Arsenal. Hey. <laughs> he brought in the famous Dutch trio of Marco van Basten, Ruud Hullet, and Frank Rijkaard, which I've often, I've often, obviously enjoyed it, and it's one of my favourite teams actually. But I've often found it interesting that he was, I mean, which we'll come on to in a minute. But Saki was all about the team. He's yeah. all about a system. That's right. He doesn't care about how anyone operates on their own. It's all about the good of the team. Mm. But yet he signed players who were quite individually brilliant, like yeah. like Hullet yeah. and Van Basten and Rijkaard, mm. who players who could turn a game and who would really. No, not be shy of individual skill and taking players well, on and stuff. That's what makes a, a, a good team great, you know. Yeah, I suppose if you so. Can yeah, get those really, really great individual players that can still play in a system. So like that, Barcelona you know, now, yeah, exactly. It's it's like a team of superstars helpful. with no superstars, effectively, because yeah. they, they're all part of the unit. That's know? right. Um, no player is greater than the team. Um, also in that team were Maldini, Baresi, Donadoni, Costa Curta, and Carlo Ancelotti. Not bad, is it? Not a bad mix. Mm-hmm. Um, in his first season with Milan, they won the league for the first time in nine years. Was that eighty-eight? Uh, would have been wouldn't it yeah that's right and they went to the European Cup the season after they that they did indeed yeah um, now it was interesting he he would use um, Rijkaard and Ancelotti uh, and Hullet to, to, to drop deep to kind of press and overrun the uh, opposition midfields which allowed Baresi 
and Van Basten um, a bit more freedom either side of the midfield to dictate the flow of the game. See, Baresi, he was quite, um, well, he was a libero, mm. and he liked that style of dictating play, you know, like Beckenbauer did and, and Luke Moore does for the Ramble. <laughs> um, uh, you know. For the benefit of the listeners, I almost put into myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it, uh, some player, Baresi, one of the greatest defenders of all time. Yeah. And so, so comfortable with the ball at his feet. Saki loved um, the pressing game. That's what he would yeah. in- instill in his players and this kind of free-flowing attack. Wasn't he a fan of zonal marking as he well? He was indeed. Well, they, they played 4-4-2. Yeah. Very much 4-4-2 with zonal marking, which served them incredibly well. And he re... Um, I suppose... He, he rethought the zonal marking system and they were happy to pass players on to each other and but everyone just owned their zone and they knew exactly what they were doing. They were yeah. so well drilled. Mm. In training sessions, he would, they would often do training sessions without the ball. You know, he would just position players. Around, I, heard which... he was, I heard he was very strict. I mean, uh, James Horcastle again told me that he would, um, like on the away games, he would go around in the middle of the night and um, or late on and knock on all the doors of the players and mm. like, go in. And, they, and if they were up, they'd all, they'd all be so respectful of him, even though he'd never been a player. Yeah. Um, they would just all pretend to be asleep. Because, it, because they knew he'd get absolutely punished if they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and and, and when, during the games, the players without the ball were just as important as the, one, the ones with the ball. Yeah. Because it was all about finding the space and exploiting that space, you yeah. know. Yeah, so there was no man marking as players were passed to each other in, in the various zones of the pitch. But they were such a unit yeah. when they played. It really was incredible. And they went, to win, went on to win back-to-back European Cups, beating Stoy Bucharest 4-0 in the 1989 final. Well, in the semi-final, they beat uh, Real Madrid. 6-1 on Real Yeah, beating 5-0. Yeah. I, th- I think, I'm, 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 I'm not sure, but I think there was five different goal scorers in that game as well. Yeah. It's, uh, my favourite Saki quote is that... Um, yeah. He was so wedded to a system, so wedded. But I mean, he was in, uh, Jonathan Wilson said he was influenced quite a lot by Lobanovsky, the great Russian coach. Yeah, and he said that you know, he's were you cr- n- Ukrainian was he? Uh, one of the two. Yeah, he, yeah. he said that he wasn't interested in individual players or he's interested in their team. And the way he described it was, he's almost like a director mm. with a script, mm. and the script has to be stuck to. Now yeah. It's up to the actors, i.e., the players, how they inf- how they interpret it. Yeah, but the end result has got to be the same. That's you know, brilliant, isn't it? Off you go. Yeah, but you that know. is spot on. It's yeah. such a good analogy. But it worked for him. You know. Yeah. So he, he left uh, Milan in, in 1991 and, of course, Capello to Well, don't forget yeah. the 1990 final. Oh, well, they beat uh, Benfica, Benfica 1-0. 1-0. Yeah. yeah. Rijkaard, Rijkaard goal, I think. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Um, so that's right. In 91, he took over um, from the uh, international team, the Italy. Uh, they were halfway through qualifying for Euro 92. That's right. When Saki took over there. And they, they failed to qualify. I mean, it was... It wasn't really his fault, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's... We'll be kind to him. Um, but better was to come from Saki in, in Italy. They reached the final of World Cup 94 in the US, only to be beaten on penalties by Brazil. Mm. Oh, they timed their run so well because they were dodgy at the start. Yeah. Well, they coughed and spluttered their way. It was classic, way. wasn't it? It was classic, classic Italian. Italian. Yeah. 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 But, oh, even now, just the memory of the, the Baggio miss just breaks my heart. <laughs> I, I really, really wanted Italy to win. But he steered them through real choppy waters at that mm. tournament, Italy. Because in the group stages, they had a real dogged time, you know, losing to Ireland. Um, and he made the decision against Norway when they were down to 10 men. I think Paliuka got sent off. And he took Baggio off. Mm. Yeah. And it was, and I remember the commentator, I can't remember who it was at the time. It might have been Liam Brady, actually. Mm. But it, it, I remember somebody saying, you know, Saki's gambling his whole career here. Yeah. And of mm. course, they beat Norway 1-0 and they went on to, to, to go through... It's a, um, big, a bold move. Yeah, yeah. Baggio, incredibly who's, who's bold. He was a talismanic move. sort of Italian player at yeah. the time, you know. But it worked, and they were so close to, to winning the World Cup. Um, in Euro '96, the Italians went out in the first round, and, and, and Saki left the position, and it, he never really quite okay. World Cup final for crying out yeah. loud, but he never really got 
I suppose maybe his the team playing as, as effectively as that great Milan side is very different, of course, international manager. And his his uh, way is is different from the type of uh, football that Italy's been producing for years. Um, mm. But he was never really liked as Italian um, coach. It's interesting, and, and he had a bit of a, a, a bit of war of words often with Fabio Capello. They respect each other gratefully, but there's a the big. Um, Ill feeling. Well, Capello obviously won the European Cup with Milan in '94, like yeah. hammering Barcelona in the final. Mm, as well. Yeah. So he, he sort of was, has been vindicated, Capello. But that, but that, listen, it's got to be said. The the team that that Milan won the European Cup in '89 with mm. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, they, they blew Stoyer away and Haji Stoyer as well. George yeah. Haji Stoyer. Mm. That Gallian goal to Sotti, Maldini, Colombo, <laughs> Costa Curta, Baresi, yeah. Donadoni, Roycar van Basten, Hullet, and Ancelotti. Not bad. It's an amazing team. <laughs> it's one of the best teams ever. And, and, and yeah. to put it into perspective, people say, oh, is Barcelona of, of today the best club sort of all time? Well, Milan would have something to say about that. Yeah. You know, they would. They genuinely Absolutely. would. You know, they'd, mm. they'd, they'd give it their best shot. Mm. And they wouldn't be far short. For the solidity of that back line as well was really oh. it's a profile in itself that I mean over, <laughs> yeah. absolutely incredible and to have that sort of attacking flair on top of that it's just the perfect mix isn't it well he kept the same core of a team when they defended it in 90 Donadoni didn't play because if you remember he broke his jaw oh that's right and he almost died it was, yeah. it was, was it with the physio? Yeah, the physio, um, the physio, um, Red Star Belgrade. Yeah, and um, broke his jaw, I think, yeah. to, to get to free his airway. That's right. So, so I think it was the same injury which meant he missed the final. Mm. But other than that, it was the core of the same team. Tosotti played definitely. Maldini, mm. Costa Curta, the three Dutch boys. You know, so it, it was, you know, it was, it was great to keep them together. But to take over from Milan when they weren't doing so well, and they hadn't won the league for nine years, to win the league instantly, mm. and then bring in these three Dutch players to create this incredible team so quickly yeah. it was just such a feat yeah he didn't, he didn't as you rightly alluded to he didn't really I mean it's crazy to say because he got to the World Cup final yeah, we're yeah, English yeah. and we love that but he didn't really hit the heights again yeah. but the mm. way he almost almost revolutionised sort of Italian club football that's right is, I mean, because well uh, you know world football you could argue with the zonal marking the pressing the bringing that kind of that, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and to, to sum that up as well I said that the press used to call him the alien by the end they were calling him his nickname was the prophet <laughs> so you know he, he had won them over yeah oh wonderful he stuff. won everyone over didn't he mm. uh, so after he finished coaching um, Italy he went back to Milan for a brief stint didn't have the success that he had before did he go back to Parma as well uh, he did yeah he went to Atletico Madrid uh, Parma and he finished um, with the director of football role I think it was at Real Madrid that's right but that, was, that was relatively recent wasn't it five, uh, five years ago four oh five yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, he's now a pundit in Italy I think and he's not short of an opinion good <laughs> Uh, he's had little verbals with Zlatan uh, before, which is, which is just brilliant. <laughs> what an amazing it? surprise! <laughs> but his Saki story is an incredible one, from from shoe salesman to coaching local teams to then reinventing parts of the modern game for Milan and, and getting to his his country to the World Cup final. It's just unprecedented. Yeah, it's, it's fairy tale stuff, isn't it? It really is. And, and I'll, I'll I'll leave the the last words to. Um, Football Ramble blogger Chris Mann. Oh, yeah. Who, who wrote an excellent profile on him and, and writes excellent blogs for, for us. Um, and I thought he summed it up quite nicely. He said about Saki, he, um, a man with virtually no formal experience as a player, Saki broke down barriers of snobbery and crashed through the countless glass ceilings in the late 80s and early 90s to become argu- arguably the most influential coach of his generation. Come in. And in he comes. Rodrigo Saki. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Football Ramble for this week. The If you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website, thefootballramble.com, has lots of marvellous things going on. 
Um, yeah, definitely check out Dermot Corrigan's blog um, about Mourinho's sort of slight, what they're calling a psychological duel with Ike Casillas. Yeah. Who mm. apparently is one, the last of the old guard at Madrid to be won over by Mourinho and his uh, tactics and, and, shall we say, interesting um, <clears throat> tactic of, 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 of basically annoying everyone in the whole of Spain, yeah. uh, <laughs> including, including a lot of people at Madrid. So um, that's worth checking out. We've obviously got the forum on there as well. Um, we'll be doing um, plenty of live minute-by-minutes as well for games coming up, so keep an eye on the website for that. Um, and that's about it. Mm. There we um, go. I'd just like to um, say thank you to all the listeners that came to, uh, to see my show in Edinburgh. It was very enjoyable. Met a lot of listeners. It was good. Met Benjamin Bloom. Remember who did that amazing? Oh, you met him, did yeah, you? The guy did that amazing jingle. jingle for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that was, that was nice. Hobnobbing with the listeners. Yeah, that good was man. fun. So thank you very much. Marvellous stuff. Okay, uh, that's about it for this week. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Pete's back next week, all four of us, Miss for the him. first time this season. Three company. Falls around. Donaldson, la 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 la. Peter Donaldson, la 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 la. Donaldson, la 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 la. Peter Donaldson, la 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 la. Donaldson, la 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 la. Peter Donaldson, la 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 la. Beefy, beefy. Oi, he hates that. But it's your own time you're wasting. Uh... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.